in life winning and losing will both happen but what is never acceptable is quitting when you feel that you're alone in this journey you really are not alone there are countless warriors who have gone through a similar journey like what you are going through today they have felt the immense pain that you are experiencing but in the end they have all healed themselves from cancer some talk about their own journey as you are listening to this right now while some have defeated pain forever but in the end they all have defeated cancer learn from them get inspired from their cancer healing journeys listen to our very own cancer warriors in this show brought to you by zen oncology and love heals cancer hey krishna um lovely to have you on the call with us i am dimple parmar ceo and co-founder of lovelies cancer and zenonco.io and we are here today uh, and talking about uh, cancer journey uh, and you are a cancer survivor with us so thank you so much for joining us today uh, we started cancer healing journey series uh, because uh, when we shared a few cancer survivor stories or maybe people who have gone through this journey we realized that many people could connect with us and they asked for more and more stories they asked for more and more journeys because it really inspired them i have gone through the journey of caregiver myself uh, just to introduce i am um, i lost my husband to cancer 2 uh, years back and that's how i got to know about cancer first time that what is cancer and what it can do uh, we did not know about many things at that time i tried to look for many survivors many uh, not just survivors but also caregivers who have gone through the journey but could not find many and the time was running i we were running out of time and um, by the time i got to know about things which i should do should not do it was too late uh, after he passed away i started lovelies cancer and today me and my partner kishan we both are running lovelies cancer in zenonco.io to organizations together so this uh, this conversation is as a part of cancer healing journey where we uh, invite people who have gone through the journey to share their experiences to share their learnings which inspires and motivates and uh, is a learning opportunity for many other people who are newly diagnosed and they are lost in this world of cancer like what can we do and how to do so that's my introduction i would request you to introduce yourself uh, when you were diagnosed how you took the the initial diagnosis phase what all things helped you and Please. So my name is Krishna Mistri, and I am an early childhood educator. So I've been working in the preschool section for now three years. So I was I met with cancer when I was just twelve years old. So that's how my journey with cancer began. So it was uh, like just a small headache it gave me when uh, I had you know got the tumor. So it was Ewing sarcoma tumor that I had got. and it was in on my head it was just on the bone next to my brain so like my mom's intuition worked really well for this because uh, when she was applying balm and you know oiling my hair at that time she realized that there was a lump on my head and even like the doctors and everybody was surprised how she could identify such a small lump just by touching and feeling it yeah. so it was it was a really like you can say a mother's intuition that worked for me 
and we immediately went to doctors at that time we were in nairobi in kenya okay so we first went to doctors over there like general pediatrician who i used to go to and he suggested us some neurosurgeons and neurophysicians to whom we went and then they suggested us that mumbai has you know uh, big surgeons and renowned surgeons who've done handled such uh, uh, tumor cases before so we straight away came to mumbai because my mom's entire family used to live in mumbai at that time and still is so we took the next flight to mumbai we came down here and we went to first different doctors and finally we landed at hinduja hospital where we met uh, the surgeon over there dr milan sanke and from there my cancer journey proceeded so immediately we had to do the surgery because the lump was identified at a very early stage so the doctor is like the faster we go the better it is for me so then we had the surgery scheduled immediately after that i had 32 stitches on my head after the surgery and then obviously the news was not getting better it was just getting sad because uh, my tumor after it was tested we knew that it was a malignant tumor so then i underwent chemotherapy radiotherapy everything so i took a total of nine chemo cycles and one cycle of radiation at that time mm-hmm. but for us the cancer journey was not a very sad sad part you can say because my parents were really very positive that we'll go through this phase we will heal over this uh, part and uh, we just took it as a normal illness that it comes to a person we also didn't know what cancer was it struck to us for the first time but then my dad started you know putting all his efforts and he's like we just need to do what the doctors say so my mom used to take care of me like in and out everything whatever the doctor had told we used to take care of that and at that time we used to stay with my mama who was in mumbai so at home nobody made me feel that i was so severely ill i had something like cancer i didn't even know that i had cancer i just knew that i had a lump which was removed and now i'm undergoing treatment which is called chemotherapy so because a 12 year old won't know why a chemotherapy is given Uh, only an adult who knows would know okay for cancer chemotherapy is given so i just knew all of this things at that time my mom would keep me away from doctors so my mom said that after each chemo after each like you know routine checkup my mom would always ask me to wait outside and she would talk to the doctor about all the symptoms and everything so i never heard the doc- doctor's language so i was always positive about my stuff i was always like it's okay it's just something normal uh, the lump is giving me a headache so after that i created a story of my own which i call it a clingy friend because it is something that stays with you lifetime it's not that it goes away so fast you can't forget it so fast so the chemo uh, the whole process of uh, cancer journey was very smooth because everyone was really positive at my place so it took one year for my treatment to get over and at that time the doctors used to call me a miracle baby because okay. uh, because uh, first of all the lump was really very small for a normal person to identify and my mom did that secondly after one year so in 2003 my treatment got over 
and i was asked to come for a routine checkup in 2004 since we had to go back to nairobi at that time so in 2004 when i came back i had ruled out all the possibilities the doctor said would happen to me after the treatment so one was academic the doctor said that i might not excel well in academics which i overcame and i actually like you know crossed the bars of what i normally used to be in school secondly the hair the doctor said that probably on the right side of the hair where the surgery was done i might not get but luckily i got it everywhere i got proper hair because my mom did all the oiling and massaging after we went back and so like slowly slowly everything was ruled out and the doctors were so happy with my recovery that they presented my case in the uh, hinduja hospitals board meeting so my story with cancer i don't remember any part of being sad yeah the pain was there during the treatment i have cried no doubt any 12 year old would scream and cry and not like being going to the hospital but my mom always used to explain it to me that if you want to get better you have to pass through this phase so whenever i used to go for my chemo cycles i would always be playing games or i would read a book so there was this small volunteer over there so she had her games and story books so she would share those with me and i would play otherwise i would go to sleep so my mom used to use all these different methods to help me at that time so my cancer journey you can say was not a sad one luckily and whenever i share my story people get amazed that how like you know strong my parents were at the moment and because of their positivity and strength i have gone through that phase so easily after that i used to have some biases in school so in 2004 we decided to move back to mumbai for our education for our better studies and everything so at that time uh, because of the uh, surgery and everything i missed one year of schooling i used to go but that was just on the non hospital days so i had to repeat one academic year after that so i have a sister who's just one year younger to me so now we both were in the same class and uh, and in the school that we took admission in mumbai was a new school so there were no division so we both were together in the same class so then again the teachers humiliation comparison because she was always a scorer a topper in her class right from like standard 1 to whichever class she would be she would always be the topper of the class and i was a mediocre like just 50 60% scorer and i used to be happy with those marks because my mom never used to judge us on marks she always used to see that we've understood the concept that's more than important not the exams so in school i had a lot of problems with academics because one it was i wasn't able to cope with the studies of mumbai it was really too much and second the teachers used to look at me very differently because of that because i was a cancer survivor and i had to repeat a year so i was looked at like i was maybe not so good in academics i was dumb but later on i overcame that also and i went to junior college i again started excelling very well in my academics i came then in my 12th standard again i met with another hurdle so just one on the day of my practical exam 
I was down with meningitis fever. And it was severe that it took me straight to the ICU where I was in coma, I think for a week. I don't even know for how many days I was there in the coma. And uh, then I missed my board exams again. And I had to repeat again because I gave my board exams with the repeaters in October. And my year was wasted again. But then again, I gained that strength. I passed that phase again positively. And I landed in ECC because of the meningitis fever. Otherwise, I was planning to do food nutrition and dietics so that I get to work in a hospital through that. But I didn't. I couldn't do that. So then I came into ECC. I developed my passion to be an ECC. Ed, and today I'm very proud to call myself an early childhood educator. And uh, that's how my journey is. But one part that I've still not come across, one bias that still I face is for marriage. So when I was 25 years, uh, my parents started looking for different prospects. And they would all, not all, but out of all that I met, many of them rejected me because I was a cancer survivor. And they still were biased. And my mom would say that I have a letter from the doctor which says that I'm cancer-free. I have no problem that was related to that. Uh, and it's now been 18 years, I can say. And uh, that's how I've passed my cancer phase. Wow. Uh... I'm speechless after hearing your journey, that positivity, that happiness and the courage which, uh, with which you were sharing this. Uh, heads off to your parents, first of all, because you were just a kid and they were going through a lot from all the perspectives because it's not easy to see your kid going through this entire process and heads off to them the way um, they took care of you and uh, your mom came to your rescue and you know, it's good that she found it out early and mm. uh, they could save you it's it's very important to focus on early detection um just i had one more call and uh, the, the, the person was talking about uh, her mom's breast cancer so um, he said that uh, mom only diagnosed it self breast examination she watched a lot of tv so she could knew um, she knew that how we can you know uh, detect it early so she was taking shower and she felt some lump and then um, she told me and then we did some biopsy and we got to know that it's cancer so it's good that you know our mom is doing very good today so it's good that they could detect it early and in your case uh, your mom uh, could do it for you early so really really very inspiring you were just a kid but still you know the way you took that entire experience with positivity and and you told me about Hinduja Hospital support and they they call you Miracle Baby. So that's very really true. And I'm honored to uh, have you with us today and discuss about this because I see many uh, young people, uh, I mean, childhood, not, uh, uh, not even young, but childhood people uh, who have cancer. And then it's, it becomes very difficult for the child as well as for the parents. So um, what would be your message to the other children out there? Uh, for the children, I would rather give it to the parents because the children who are going through cancer, they really don't know what is happening with them. Because I was 12, I did not know that I had cancer because my mom did not tell me all of this. So what my mom says, it's very important that you be very positive about it and you should know a mother should communicate to the child in her language. And, you know, the more they hear the doctor's language, they get scared. So my mom kept away, uh, 
kept me away from the doctor's language from her whatever would happen to me she would explain it to me in her language and so i would give it to the parents rather that i know it's a very hard phase to fight i mean if tomorrow i have a child and if at all it happens i know it would be very difficult for a mother but uh, you need to be positive you need to be very strong and the more positive you are the more positive your child will be because even as an early childhood educator we know that you know how parents uh, reactions towards certain things causes impact on the child so when parents are positive about it the child automatically turns out positive and that was the case with me and it's like a real life example that you can give it to the parents that are you know their children are battling cancer with so the only thing is just be positive that you will come out of this phase if nothing is impossible in this world so you can come out of cancer today when this had happened to me in 2002 when the advancements were still being worked upon for cancer today there are many advancements that have happened and i see there are so many other through medication people heal through cancer not everybody has to go through that painful chemo cycles yeah. so one thing you have to be very positive you have to be very strong and just follow what the doctor says and don't deviate from the doctor because the doctor knows it all they are there because they have you know studied they, are, they know what is right for you for your child just do as the doctor says and you see how your child will come out of it wow wonderful message to uh, everyone because uh, it's important to and you know this is the third time i'm hearing today about positivity so now i'm like okay all you need is to uh, you know being optimistic and it will come over it and it's just a process that will uh, pass uh, soon so and you are just a kid but today you are sharing this uh, sharing the same message that it's really important to be i would say positive but with uh, also hope so sometimes you know uh, and um, i would like to share this with you sometimes people take positivity uh, or maybe being positive as a burden because everybody around them tell that be positive be positive and they are like i have cancer i am going through hell i have so many other issues maybe uh, right doctor treatment financials and so many others how can i be positive but you know the way i tell them that you know uh, it's more important to be hopeful or being optimistic uh, it's okay be positive is a burden for you because everybody tells you to be positive and they are like you don't know what i'm going yeah. i cannot be positive so then we say that okay how about hopeful can you be hopeful in this situation and there are certain things we can do and it really helps them so thank you for sharing the message and the message to parents as well so krishna tell me uh, an act of kindness which you will never forget in this journey uh so when i was doing my bachelor's uh, in early childhood care and education we had to compulsory to our internship during our uh, before we completed our graduation in ecc and i you call it luck or you again call it a miracle i was put under can kids uh, i i don't know if you know about can kids yeah so they also are working for children who are suffering through cancer so i got an opportunity to work with them i did my internship for 6 weeks with them and first two weeks we were in the can shala where uh, the children who would not have their chemo cycles scheduled would come to the can shala 
for their education but on the third week it was you can say not even planned it suddenly happened that we had to go to tata hospital uh, sorry wadia hospital and go for the chatai shala that was uh, set up over there mm-hmm. and when we were doing the sessions with the children there was this one mother uh, who was with her 5 year old child and they were not being involved with us in the activities so after my session was done with the children i went to their to the child and i just talked to the mother that why are you like you know sitting in the corner let your child also be a part of it he enjoy and then she broke down to me that uh, i was not expecting this to happen to my child and he's just going normally to school suddenly what happened to him so then i thought let me just tell her my story of what had happened and i just shared about my journey that i told her that i am also a cancer survivor i had i was also like a normal school going child at that time and it had suddenly happened to me but one thing that my mother did at that time was being positive and i told her that my mom even when we would go to the hospital she would wear her makeup the way she would go to work she you she would dress up herself properly she would dress me up properly though after going to the hospital i had to change my clothes and wear the hospital clothes but still that kept her positive and like you need to do that i told her the more happy and positive you will be about your child's cancer the more beneficial will be for that uh, child and since his, his uh, her child was just 5 years old i told her read stories to him while the child is uh, taking the chemo uh, give him some activities to do and at that time i had some coloring sheets so i gave the child to do that and he started coloring he was not bothered about the iv that was there on his hand so i'm like see he's doing it so just be positive about it and uh, just you have to be very strong for that i told her it might not happen overnight but think of it that is just something normal illness that had happened not cancer and see how it came in as a totally different person she came in dressed up the way she would normally go out she wear wore a very nice salwar kameez she came in with a bag of books like literally the child's bag was filled with different story books games activities and they are like now today i will do all the activities with the child so i changed that one child's and person's life and after that uh, our internship got over the child was still undergoing so I, i we were not allowed to be in touch with those children again but i i am i'm sure that that mother would be a happy mom today because yeah. that is also around you can say 6 years ago when i did my bachelor's i'm uh, hoping for the same and uh, wishing that child a happy recovery i'm sure uh, he must have recovered by now and happily uh, yeah. Uh, yeah enjoying his childhood <laughs> Yeah, you are just I am getting so much of positivity and uh, uplifted in my spirit after talking to you. Uh it's just a process and you see you very well said that it's uh, it's just another disease you don't have to uh, uh you know uh, make it as a it's a cancer and it's life threatening you know? yeah. and you don't hype it up so much it's just normal it can be curable. Yeah you just need to be positive. Agar dengue malaria hota hai to hum positive rehte hain ki theek ho jayega will be fine. it takes few injections or ho jayega so cancer is similar to that today 
Right, right, right. And yeah, there are many uh, good treatment methods uh, available, uh, medical treatment, integrative treatment. So there are many survivors as well. Uh, just that we need to know the right things at the right time and have that good family support and everything is uh, possible. So um, happy to hear this from you. Uh, Gray, what would be your message to... Um, you you said for parents, but today when you you must have you know come across many other cancer patients, not childhood, but maybe um, adult cancer patients. So, uh, what would be your message to them? Uh, my message to them would be that uh, don't worry. This is just a phase of life. You, it's unpredictable. It's it's not anyone's fault that it has happened to you. Just be positive about yourself. Don't. Uh, feel low about it maybe something better is waiting for you after this phase so for me a lot of new things were waiting for me I never uh, imagined myself to be so confident as I am today so probably something new is waiting for you after this phase so uh, the more positive you'll be the more faster the phase will go and the more closer you'll come to the new uh, gift that is waiting for you after you survive cancer. So just be positive. If you cannot do a meditation, that is something I believe in. And that really helps. So that would be my message. That don't worry, things will be okay. Yeah. Thank you. It's, uh, it's very well said. You know, meditation is something which is helping you. And different people have different uh, type of healing uh, therapies, healing um, their own ways of heal, uh, heal themselves. So for you, maybe it's meditation, it's positivity, it's your parents, the family support. So very, uh, very happy to know this. All right. So how do you spend your day now? Uh, so now actually I'm working. So since we are locked in our homes because of the coronavirus, I have work from home uh, responsibilities. So I live a normal life. I don't have anything any guilt of my past. I'm not getting married. So I'm looking at it as, as a different perspective. I'm exploring my career more. And as soon as the lockdown and the coronavirus gets uh, normalized, I am planning to go to Canada to do my further PhD in early childhood care and education. Oh, that's amazing. So you have taken this passion and want to uh, yes. keep uh, dive into this. Really happy to know. Great. So, um, yeah. So, uh, Krishna, tell me this. When you were um, when you were going through this journey, you were pretty young at that time. Was there any phase where, you know, you felt like, uh, oh, it's too much. I cannot handle this. Frustration, irritation, pain or something like that? Uh, not really, really. Because the, I think I used to go to school at that time. So I, I used to be occupied with so many other things to be done because schools over here don't leave you free at home. Like that's what I learned at that that uh, year when I was in India. We had a lot of uh, assignments, projects and everything to do. And since I would miss my school during chemo, so the other days when I had to go to school, I had a lot of backlog of work. Oh. So I would be busy completing all of that because for them... I was not like because my mom told all the teachers over there treat her like a normal student. Uh, the days she misses her school, she will uh, complete all the work at that time. But unfortunately, at that time, I missed all the exams. 
in between exams so that's the reason why i had to repeat a year because i had no proof that i have completed the whole standard because you need a uh, percentage or a mark sheet to show that you completed the studies so uh, during that time i didn't feel but i was feeling a little sad about losing my hair and uh, there was a incident that had happened in the school where i was teased by some boys uh, for not being uh, without hair they got to know that i don't have hair but uh, i think i took it very positively i just i was just a 12 year old child so i also i think abused them back and like you you don't need to interfere in my life you are just, you i don't even know you so better don't bother me or for you will have to have a hard time with my father <laughs> and that's how i would scare other people in school wow so old bindas kid of the school <laughs> i i used like people used to call me a hitler in school before that also and <laughs> all the boys used to be scared of me at that time so okay. i always had this strong personality from before Yeah. Okay. No. I had to defend myself, so no bully would, you know, stand in front of me at that time. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, that must have helped you in navigating through this journey when you were diagnosed. <laughs> yeah. Great. With any message, anything, uh, any message you want to tell people as we are at the end of closing the uh, conversation? Only. See. I feel uh, even I have said this when I was at the talk your heart out with onco.com that there are a lot of biases that are attached to the people who are survivors I have faced them at once in school and second during when I met people for ma- uh, marriage prospects at that time and I feel that certain people look at you with great positivity when at my workplace I'm so respected and they tell me that you're a warrior you're such a strong person but then the same people tend to reject those who, who are survivors if they had to get married to them so my only message would be that survivors can be normal human beings after they have passed through cancer so please be with them normally accept them the way they are and just i mean accept it as like normal it's nothing big there's no there's nothing big to cancer i would say and it also matters how you deal with it yeah definitely a uh, very important uh, message that it's it's not something abnormal it's as normal as that normal other. as yeah yeah we are very very important in fact you know when people hear the word cancer they say Oh, so that yeah. oh is why this is oh <laughs> that it pinches you so hard that okay why what is so different about me <laughs> right so um, and uh, and in my experience as a caregiver or now as a cancer counselor what I see is you know cancer patients or the caregivers they are the most courageous people they don't want that oh. they don't want any sympathy any sympathy no. we should yeah. our parents are giving us which we wanted all we need is just empathy from people true very true yeah and i think you know when people think that patients or caregivers they are the people to you know to show pity on like that i i, I feel like we are the one who are taking care of so many things together right yeah. work of personal life or doctor appointments so many home errands we are running so we don't need sympathy rather we can 
Right. You the most valuable life lessons about this life and this journey. So <laughs> I can see the same coming from you. So thank you so much, um, Krishna Ji, for joining us. Pleasure yeah. to have you here, and we invite you to the healing circles we do every Sunday, where we invite. Uh, okay. It's a safe space we create for. Uh, cancer patients caregivers survivors healers doctors so people who have gone through the journey they understand each other they all come together and we have a interactive conversation around other uh, theme could be anything sometimes it's around survivorship sometimes it's around happiness sometimes it's about not giving up or it's about um, caregiving like this sunday we are having uh, a retired uh, a major general uh, cp singh who has survived cancer three times oh, so wow. he has fought at the war to save country and he has fought himself to save from cancer amazing inspiration today he is working with so many youngsters uh, and motivating them and also spreading awareness around this disease so we are having him as a speaker this sunday i will share the invitation with you as well so we thought why not create a community because uh, you are lucky that you had a very good family support your parents and you were young at that time but when people they are no more young they are adults and they know a lot more things what they are going through uh it's i think you know sometimes you know kids because and kids you know survival chances are also high because they don't even know what's going on and they recover while in adults you do a lot of research you get to know about so many other things and somehow that messes up with your mind and then sometimes right. so um yeah so that's the healing circle purpose is to create that safe space now we are doing it virtual because of corona so that we all can share our learning experiences and trust me this is the only uh, only a most important thing which uh, those people want who are going through the journey that how can we learn from each other's experiences uh, then repeating the same mistake or uh, before it gets too late for us so uh, thank you krishna for sharing your amazing inspiring happy journey uh you rarely get to use the word happy with cancer but you see the big smile on my face and your face <laughs> so um really uh, happy to uh, hear you out and uh, glad that doctors uh, hospitals and the candidates and your parents and everybody was there for your support and now you are doing the same by helping them going through the journey so i wish you all the best for uh, your studies as well you we are going to uh, going for phd and uh, yeah let's let's heal together let's help each other in this journey thank you <laughs> my pleasure to be a part of this thanks a lot krishna yeah talk to you again take care bye bye bye